0: I'll switch this thing the around. For today. We're going to go, kind of go close also to there. You want to yeah. go up and down? Yes. Yeah, like that? yeah just go right okay. over here. A phenomenal, the number one mindset coach in the country, creator of wrestling mindset, Jeans and Eddie is here. Give uh, him a round of applause. He's uh, <laughs> right there. Pen. Um, you go to Penn. You go to Penn State. Just don't go to the State Pen. It's <laughs> But um, listen, number one thing here: if you're getting nerves in matches, if you're having issues trying to make, pull the trigger, if you're having um, any type of problem on the mat, whatever it might be, um, they pretty much got a solution. I got to say that they work with everybody from the Olympic team to tons of individuals around the country. Um, specifically with wrestling, but they also work in lot other sports as well. So, without ado, I'm gonna let Gene take it over, uh, rock your minds for a few, and get you pumped up for the rest of the uh, weekend. All right? Awesome. thank you. Go, Mike, if you can pass this to the parents, so that everyone, anyone who's here, if the parents here, you, you guys can do a free one on one trial session for Mindset. We'll talk about what that is, and we can make sure everyone gets that. All right, so first things first, this is awesome that you guys are here right now. You're You're actually taking your time. Apart from other things you could be doing in the summer, a lot of your opponents right now are playing video games, you're at the beach, they're doing something else, you're right here trying to get better. That's a great thing, right, that's excellent. So I want to commend you for that. And I know what it's like being in your shoes. I'm just like you guys. I was competing since really 1992. I wrestled elementary school, middle school, high school, and college. I wrestled at J.P. stevens Madison. Does anyone know where that is? No, a little more south here. I wanted to take third of the state. Both my younger brothers took second in the state. They were state finalists. We went on to wrestle at the University of Pennsylvania. We were all nationally ranked all Ivy League wrestlers. Uh, my brother Greg, he was ranked as as sixth in the country. He was a two-time academic all-American. He beat several national finalists, and he's actually in Rome right now studying to be a priest. He just left the other day. He's got another three years to go. Loves the Lord, loves, loves working out and training. He actually just spoke to one of the Italian national coaches about training with the Italian national team, which is not hard. So wrestling was basically our life. Sports was our life growing up. And you know, I want to make sure that I give you some of the tools that we wish that we had. Because one of the big mistakes we made is we made wrestling too important, and it is important, but we made it too important. We got way too nervous. Right? We put too much pressure on ourselves. Who knows what I'm talking about, say I. We do that sometimes. I remember when I was in the fourth, fifth grade putting too much pressure on myself. I would be a kid in practice, and then in matches, sometimes I would lose to it. I remember pinning this one kid on like 20 seconds in practice at a summer camp, just like this. And then in the league finals, I lost to him seven sets. What's going on there? Did I get that much worse, or was it maybe my mindset right? So I know what it's like going through, if you're going through what you guys are going through, being in your shoes. So first thing, I want to volunteer. Right? Let's, let's take my Alright. Here's All right. Here's a, Able to you know, be an all odd wrestler, wrestle at University of Pennsylvania, and now start a business on my own. If I take the lessons that I learned in wrestling and apply it to my life. So that's the idea. You want to use wrestling to improve yourself on and off the mat. So if I had to ask you, don't tell me what I want to hear. What percentage of wrestling is mental and what percentage is physical? You have to say. You can call that It's going to sound like we're a 50, go 50, 75, 75, 9. 90 90 mental Okay 90% mental Here's the thing We'll never know for sure how mental wrestling is You can't put an exact number on it But I heard somewhere between 50 and 90% Is that about right? Okay, about 50 or 90% mental Now here's my next question to you How much time do you spend training physically versus mentally? Percentage-wise 100% 100%. 90% we see a lot of people laugh. Right? Do you see the problem there? you see the difference? And again, I'm not pointing finger at anyone. I was in their shoes before, it was the same thing. And then I would still sometimes lose matches. See, we work with over tens of thousands of wrestlers around the country. We work with Iowa State, Michigan, Maryland. We work with the Olympic team. I was out of Colorado Springs working with the Olympic team. with the women and the Greco team. I was out there last uh, December or January rather. We're working with them now also. It's the same thing. And the younger guys, my elementary school wrestlers, struggle with the same exact things that the Olympic wrestlers struggle with. See if this sounds familiar. You tell me. These will be called the mindset red flags. Oh, underperforming in matches, right? Being more of a practice room wrestler. Is that some of us? Getting too nervous before we go out there? Giving good opponents too much respect. When we know the name of the opponent, we know who we're going against, we put too much pressure on ourselves. I can tell you this all around the country, no matter what the age group is, usually people wrestle their best against out-of-state competition. Who wants to tell me why? They don't really know who they're wrestling. They don't know who they're wrestling, they don't care who they're wrestling. That's what you're going to say, right? Right. Yeah? Um, also, they don't, they don't know if they're also the person in. Exactly. So, so they're not putting it in their head. But when we go against someone we know, or someone we know is ranked third in the state, you know, ranked in the country, you think that this person beat me when I was in third grade, it comes back in our head. I remember I lost to a kid in fifth grade. I thought about it when I was a sophomore in high school. You're two totally different wrestlers at that point of time. Right? Feeling during the season you feel burnt out, that's another one of the mindset red flags that we see. Um, like we said, wrestling too cautious, conservative, hesitant. You do moves in practice and then in matches, you don't hit those same moves because we're scared to try something. Right? And how I can tell you, probably everyone in the room here in tournaments, the worst match of the day is probably what? The first one. Right? So being a little bit of a slow starter. Now, guys, I'm not a psychic. I'm, I've seen this before, and I've lived this stuff myself. And so when we when we keep struggling with the same things over and over, we have to fix the problem. And that's like we just said. We're saying wrestling's 50 to 90% mental, yet we're training 90% physical. So our job is to help you bridge that gap. And a lot of times coaches don't tell us how to do that. I remember in high school, my coaches would say, be confident. And I'd say, okay, well, how do I be confident? You're the coach, teach me. Just believe in yourself well how do i believe in myself just be calm see what's going on there circular reasoning right or how about this Coach would say you got to relax when you're resting just be calm how do i relax be calm how do i be calm relax and wheels on the bus go round and round (laughs) right so we know we know ways to get ourselves stronger with strength we know ways to get ourselves better technically we don't always know ways to get stronger mentally Right, you guys just worked out, just left it. If you want to get stronger relax. if I want my legs to get stronger, what should I do? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Well, say it again? Yeah. Work out, what, what, what can I do? Yeah. Squats. Squats? What else? show you the technique. What do you do after that? Walk out the door. You practice it, you have to drill the moves. Well, it's the same thing with mindset. What we're doing here right now, this is more of an introduction. This is not the mindset training. The training is actually doing the worksheets, doing the exercises that we have our teams do. So some of you will be doing the mindset program with us. You'll be using the same exact worksheets that the Rutgers wrestling team is using right now, the same ones Michigan's using. The Olympic teams, same stuff. We don't change our materials for a sixth grader versus the Olympic team. I might explain it to a sixth grader differently, but it's the same exact lesson. So unless we're actually putting work in on our mindset, things don't get any better on their own. Does that make sense? Who's with me so far? Say hi. Okay. So I want you to look at this as strength training for your mind, right? This is not therapy, this is not counseling, this is motivational speaking. Now, I love those things. I'm actually a state-certified school psychologist. Before I, before I was um, doing wrestling mindset full time, I was working as a school psychologist. I was also a personal trainer, a sports nutritionist. Right? I was doing all those things, and you just, and you just realize though well, that this is slightly different than therapy and counseling. And the same thing, this is not motivational speaking. I'm not here really to fire you up. I'm here to get you to start doing these mindset worksheets and exercises that's going to make you better. So before a match, if you're real nervous, one of the best things you can do is a pre-match routine. We help you organize that structure. What exactly should you be doing? And we've identified four key ingredients to having a great pre-match routine. Are you doing those four ingredients, those four components? What's the order? What music are you listening to? I remember a lot of times when I was competing, I'd listen to like Rocky, Eminem, I'd be listening to like Tupac, I'd get myself all fired up, Metallica, right? I'd get myself a little fired up, and I was already fired up. I'm 34 right now. I'm fired up right now. You should've sold me I was 15, I was nuts. <laughs> right? So I was already fired up. I needed to listen to music that calm me down. And in college I changed it up. I was wrestling Rutgers for three years before I transferred to Penn. I started listening to more like country music, dance music, songs that made me smile and laugh. You probably laugh at some of the songs I told you I listened to before my matches. Listen to albums and Chip, album and chipmunks, i listened listen to disco, just to make myself not take myself so serious. How many of us are guilty of taking ourselves too serious before matches? Say ah. Oh. Right? All of us. And it's the same thing with all sports. That's why I'm at this going around. I don't know where we're at with that right now, but it's just want to make sure that's going around. We work with athletes of all different sports. So we have gymnast mindset, basketball, volleyball. It's the same thing. Like we always say, confidence is confidence, whether you're wrestling in Atlantic City. How many of you want to wrestle in Atlantic City one day? That'd be awesome, right? Some of you might be playing another sport. Maybe baseball is your number one sport. And maybe you want to play in college one day, that's fine. Maybe some of you are you know, play an instrument, whatever it is. Confidence is confidence whether you're wrestling in Atlantic city in front of thousands of people, whether you're at a piano recital, speaking in front of a group of people. How many times do we get nervous in school? When I was your age, I used to be afraid to read in front of the class or give a presentation. That's confidence. Saying no to drugs and peer pressure, taking the SATs or ACTs. When I was a school psychologist, how many parents came up to me and said, my kid's not good with standardized tests, right? Yeah, and no. <laughs> yes, there are some better test takers than others, but at the same time, a lot of times when we get into our own head, we put too much pressure on ourselves when we're taking the SATs or the ACTs, right? We know the material and then the test comes and we choke sometimes. So it's the same exact thing. Job interviews, the future, some of you are older, how old are you guys? 16. 16, all right, so it's not too long. Now you're at your 21, 22, you're coming out of college. Now you have to sit, you have to sit in front of the much older than you say, why should I hire you? The other guy who came in has 20 years experience, why you? You're gonna have to have the confidence to look them in the eye and say, because I'm the hardest worker you've ever seen, I'm very organized, I've done X, Y, and Z, and not flinch. So that's confidence. So these lessons that we talk about, it lasts you your whole life. It's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. I have great technique with wrestling, I don't really use it much anymore. I I try to lift weights be strong, I don't really use my strength. But the mindset I use every single day in my business. And that's why we're able to spread this all around the country. So it's an exciting thing. Now, I wanted to give you the soup of the day, one of the main lessons that we talk about, and that's the predator and the prey mindset. Who's heard me start talk about this before? You. Put your hand up. Coach, okay. Mike. All right, so this, I'm going to ask this question for everyone who hasn't heard me say this before. This is one of the main lessons we talk about, and it has to do with focus. So if you look at predator and prey atoms, okay? How can you tell the difference between a predator and prey just by looking at them? Yeah. Yeah. Their eyes, right. So predator animals are their eyes looking on the front of their head or on the side? Front of their head, eyes on the front, like to hunt. Say. That's was pretty soft. That's how you're saying it. Eyes on the front, like to hunt. Okay, eyes on the front, like to hunt. Eyes predator around. You type their eyes on the front of their head. What? So they can see their prey So what are they focused on? Are they focused on what's going on around them Or what's going on in front of them? They're focused on their goals Right? Now let's think about prey animals Squirrels, chipmunks, rabbits Where are their eyes located? Okay? Side Eyes on the side like to hide Say it right. Eyes on the side like to hide Right Eyes on the side like to That's okay Because I got on the first up Eyes on the side like to hide Eyes on the front like to hide why does a prey animals have their eyes on the side their like what are they focused on? Everything around
1: them. Everything around them,
0: seeing if the predator is going on around them. So now here it is. This is one of the most important lessons of your life. In wrestling, in school, your future career, and life. You wake up in the morning, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you look at yourself in the mirror. Locate your eyes. Where are your eyes located? Okay. Front of your head. So what does that tell you? That means you're a born predator. Now you have to start acting like it, okay? I remember I gave the same talk to group of eight-year-olds, and one of the kids like, jumped out of his seat, and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm a predator! And I ran over to him and gave him a high-five, and I'm feeling a good about myself. It's always nice to see that participation. So I gave him a I'm like, right, you're a predator. And that lesson is very important, because if your eyes are on the side of your head, that means you have to hide. If you're a predator, if your eyes are in the front of your head, you have to hunt. And it has to do with what you're focusing on. You ask me, okay, that's great for animals. What does that have to do with me as a person? What does that do with me as a wrestler? Okay, as so a wrestler, the predator mindset is focusing on things within your control your effort, your attitude, and your aggressiveness. What is it again? Effort, attitude, aggressiveness. School. School. Three things that are within your control your effort, your attitude, your aggressiveness. In your life, your effort, your attitude, your aggressiveness, that's the predator mindset. Okay, so let's use an example of that. I step on the line. Let's say I'm wrestling against Jordan Burroughs. Now look, I get it. he's an Olympic champ. I'm probably gonna get my butt kicked. I don't think about that. I'm not gonna think about the outcome. If I'm thinking, if I step on the line against Jordan Burroughs, and I'm thinking, I'm wrestling with Jordan Burroughs, is that predator prey mindset? Why? Prey because so I'm thinking about him. Now if I say, I gotta watch his double leg. Is, is that right or correct? One of the Olympic wrestlers we worked with, he said he was more physically ready for the Olympics back in 2012 than any other or 2016 than any other Olympics than any other match in his life. He was stronger than ever, he was in better technique. He stepped on the line and the whole time he was thinking, watch his head hop, watch his head hop. How many of us are guilty of doing that? I'm gonna put up two big hands for myself that I would think this guy's got a good cradle, this guy's got a good fireman's carry, this guy's got a good sweep single. It's that predator prey mindset. Prayer. When I step on the line against Jordan Burroughs, what should I be thinking? What do we say 3 predator mindsets are? Attitude, Attitude effort, 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 and aggressiveness. Those are three things in my control. So if I step on the line, I'm going to give it 100%. Am I going to go all out or am I going to hold it back? I don't care if it's Jordan Burroughs, one of you guys, Coach Mike, or Kale Sanderson, I have to say to myself, 100% effort attitude, am I going to be positive or negative? Positive, who's got a bad ball for in their life? Yep, I'll tell you a true story for me. I was a a senior in high school, I was 32 and 0 going into the states. I'm in the state quarterfinals, I'm winning 6-3 with 26 seconds left in the match. I'm on top of the guy, and one of my best, my best move was I would lace his leg, and I would do a a figure four with his leg. That's how Scott Winston pinned the guy for the state championship, his last state championship. I was up 6-3, I got hit with four stall balls in the last 26 seconds of the match. I lost 7-6. I finished the match on top, on top. Up 6-3, I got my first warning with 26 seconds left. I was still winning the match 6-5 with two seconds left. The referee with my fourth stalling, two points. I lost the match, right? That was a bad call. Those were some really bad calls, but I could choose. I can't control the referee, but I can control my attitude. I wanted to be coming back and taking third. I wanted to beat him. That guy lost by a point in the semifinals. And then I beat that guy for third. He was the only person I lost to my whole senior year. And I was the most outstanding wrestler of the regions. I'm not making excuses or anything. I'm just telling you because I can't control if I get good calls or not. So I step on the line. Am I going to be positive or negative? Also, I'm not going to think about his double leg. I'm going to think about my best move. What's your best move then? Double leg. So if you step on the line against anyone you wrestle. Now what I'm going to do when I step on the line, I'm thinking low seat, you're thinking double leg, that's where you want to be. What's your best move on top of Cradle. Okay, so you, when you line up on top of me, I should be thinking stand up, you should be thinking cradle. Don't tell yourself, oh this guy's got real good stand up, this guy was a college wrestler, heck with me. Cradle. Right? That's your attitude. What about on bottom? What's your best move on bottom? Switch. Switch. So when you line up a lot and say, I'm a leg rider, how many times my dad would say this to me sometimes? This guy's a leg like rider, be careful, right? We hear that sometimes, this guy's a leg like rider. You're not thinking about legs, you're thinking about your switch, no matter who you're going against. That's the pressure mindset. Now that's in wrestling. How do we apply that to school? Effort attitude, to aggressiveness. Effort, where you gonna go all out or hold back. So you're listening in class, you're paying attention. Look, I know, I made mistakes too. I would joke around with my friends, laughing instead of paying attention to- is that going all out or is that holding back? Holding back. That's holding back, that's effort. Attitude, right, attitude. I say, oh, I don't care about this class, I, I hate math. I like it much better, I don't, I hate math. Positive or negative attitude? Negative. Negative, and aggressiveness, right? Aggressiveness is the other thing we think. How can I be aggressive in school? If you need help, you go and you ask for extra help. How many of your teachers offer extra help sometimes in the morning or after class? Probably all of you. You go in there for extra help. You ask for a tutor before your parents or before your teachers say you need a tutor. You whip them in, and then jobs in the future. Now it's going to be your future careers. You make sure, if you're gonna start applying to colleges, you send out emails to the program director. You make a phone call to the director of the department. You talk to the wrestling coach. We work, like we said, we work with many, many teams and individuals all around the country, and a lot of times parents will say to me, well, we're not reaching out to any coaches. We're not the coaches come to us. Does so that sound like predator-prey mindset? Why? Who's in the driver's seat? Who's taking action? Me or them? I want you stepping on the line when you're thinking about college. And if you want to go to Rutgers, you like to the coach. You're, you're interested in business school? You email the business department. That's being aggressive, and those kind of people are the ones who become massively successful. So one of the best lessons I learned from my high school coach was that you can't follow the crowd because most people tend to be average. Right? Most people tend to be average. So if you want to be great, you have to start studying the best people in the world. You have to start asking yourself, how do the best wrestlers in the world think? How do the strongest people in the world think? How do the happiest people in the world think? How do the holiest people in the world think? How do the richest people in the world think? Start studying the best in the world. Otherwise, if we follow our friends, we tend to be average. You follow me? I'm not saying you have to, like, you can still have friends. <laughs> you can still have the same friends. You don't know, have to ditch all your friends. Although maybe you do want to ditch some of your friends who might be dragging you down, that's another story. But the point is, we have to start looking at the very best people we want to accomplish big goals. I see a group like this in summertime that's in here sweating your butts off, training over there, and you are training. We are starting the training process for our mindset right now. I have to assume this is a group that wants to do great things. Now, see your hands if you want. To, if you're striving for greatness in some area of your life, can you can put your hands. Well, I'm still striving for greatness. So I'm telling you this, but I need these lessons just as much as you need them. So that's why I wanted to come and share this kind of stuff with you. So great stuff, like we said, we're saying sports like 90% mental and we're training 90% physical. That's a problem. That's why we can fall into those mindset red flags, giving good opponents too much respect, choking in big competitions, underperforming, all those kind of things, being a slow starter, right? We help bridge that gap. Like we said, it's therapy, counseling, and motivational speaking, it's mindset training. Training for your mind. It's something you do year round. You actually do the exercises and the worksheets. It's not just me talking to you and making you feel good about yourself. Right? you got to do the exercises just like you do your push ups. Like we talked about the prey mindset, right? Eyes on the front like to hunt. Focused on three things in your life. What is it? Advert, yes. Attitude, attitude, aggressiveness. So You've got to burn that into your minds. And the prey mindset is all the other garbage going on around you. When we compare ourselves to other people, that's prey mindset. Right, Like if I say, man, I I hope I'm as good as my brother is, or I hope I'm as good as my friend is, I compare myself to other people, and you guys actually have it a lot worse than I did because you have the social media all around you. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all those things that you might be on. We compare ourselves to other people constantly. Now here's the the school psychologist me coming out again. That's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people are depressed and hooked on drugs. I don't take that stuff lightly. That's a big deal. It's because we compare ourselves to other people. My parents aren't together, but with that nice They're all together, right? Look at other people. Why does this guy have a girlfriend? I don't have a girlfriend. Why is this guy tall? I'm short. How many of us are guilty of doing that? Put a hand up. <laughs> How does it usually make you feel? Like crap? And it's also going to help you choke out there in a match, one of the biggest matches of your life, and you're constantly thinking, right? I'm wrestling a tall guy, I'm thinking, this guy's real tall, he's going to be tough to finish on. Or if he's short, I'm thinking, man, he's, he's real strong, it's going to be tough to get underneath him. I'm thinking about other people. So whether it's wrestling, school, or life, we can't focus on that. I had another wrestler that wrestled at Duke University, right? Got a scholarship. there, one of the top wrestlers in the country. And we talk about the predator-prey mindset. He gets to college. He was taking physics. Now, physics is a tough class as it is. And at Duke University. And he said to me, you know, Gene, I'm just struggling because my roommate, he picks it up like this. My roommate's so smart. And I don't understand physics that correctly. Right? It's that predator prey mindset. So he was doing a good job being a predator in wrestling, but he wasn't doing a good job being a predator in school. You with me on that? So it's a great lesson for your whole life, thinking like a predator, eyes on the front like to hunt, eyes on the side like to hunt. And the other thing we always say is very important to remember, what's the definition of insanity? So mindset training is not just about fixing problems. If you're lifting weights, does that mean you're weak? Would you say the strongest people in the world lift weights more or less than the weakest people? More. We have people come to us from Cornell, Iowa, Rutgers, that say, look, everything's going pretty well for me. I just want to take my mindset to the next level. Right? On a scale of 1 to 10, hey, I assume you're already confident. I assume you're already meant to be tough. On a scale of 1 to 100, you might be at an 8 right now for confidence. Up to a 95. We may never hit 100, but how do we get you up to a 95? Right? If we get nervous before our matches, if we're at like a 70, like very nervous, how can we pull you down to a 30? Right? We may never get to zero, but how can we improve? And what's the biggest room in the world? My dad always told me this one. Does he tell you that one? Do you know the answer to this? Actually, no. Who knows? The biggest room in the world? The room for improvement. Right? Room, the room for improvement. So we want to keep getting better. We want to keep taking it to the next level. So we want to, hopefully, some of you, and maybe if you have brothers or sisters that are also, you know, in different sports. We work with other athletes, and the reason why on that list it says is your kid struggling with school because we just unleash academic mindset. Because again, we see a lot of people struggling in school and um, choking in tests. Sometimes we have to get the academics taken care of before we. We got to take academics before we do athletics, right? You don't want to be a dumb jock. You want to be a scholar athlete. All right, good stuff. I'm happy to stick around and answer any questions that you have, but you're good. Thank you for your time.